Hello everybody, I'm going ahead and making another episode today. It is uh, January 24th, 2020, and uh, I figured I'd share a little excerpt from uh, a video I've been watching, and uh, today this morning, as I woke up and everything, and I'll just share a little bit from it, um, so that people can get a taste of what I usually try to surround myself with. Um, so that I can begin to listen and act appropriately um, and allow uh, things higher than myself in order to fix their own problems and have faith that that's going to happen. Instead of trying to be somebody who enables it, I have to allow it to be enabled passively instead of through acting. So there's many things you can do to act in the world, but that is one thing that you cannot do is God's work. So anyways, I uh, just wanted to share this real quick. Uh, it'll be about a good 10 minutes or so in. Um, it's about at the 40-minute mark uh, of the video itself, and it's uh, by Manly Palmer Hall, and it's the priceless gift of faith is what I'm listening to this morning. So... Um, Go ahead and sit back for a little bit, and we'll listen to it together, and we'll go over some of the thoughts afterwards in another segment. We can get away with it. But that actually, as the Greeks itself assumed, this world we live in is a threshold of eternity. And Socrates, a few moments before his death, told them around that were gathered around, he said, this is a situation that I must face. Either when I finish this life, in the next few minutes, I will go into a world that is larger than any I have ever known. And here, I will meet and know all the truths which I have sought to understand. Here, I will have no further doubt about immortality or the, the reality of divine powers. I will go forth to the solution of my noblest convictions and dreams, or I will go to eternal sleep. But in either case, I will be more fortunate than those men who have falsely accused and convicted me. I must keep arms for some years themselves to live with the conscience evils that they have caused. This is more or less the problem as we face mysticism and as we face faith and be forgotten forever. Therefore, in the great flat pattern of things, there is either something better or nothing. Whereas in this world, there is too much of something worse or nothing. Or and nothing. So in this point, faith, as St. Paul points out, becomes a very important thing to us. It is the ability to live a good life, keep our principles, and practice the integrities we hold to be sacred. Most of us gathered here today are idealists. We believe in these principles. We believe in the integrities of life. But somewhere between the fulfillment of faith and our present frame of mind, there is a barrier. And that barrier is that the faith is held in one department of the mind, but fear governs another. The conflict between faith and fear in ourselves is tremendous. Also, the compromise by means of which we voluntarily sacrifice faith in order to improve 
the environment in which we live, this also is very important in our thinking. I know when people that we meet with and work with all the time are good people. They are kindly people. But for some reason, nearly all of them carry some mark of insufficiency. One is jealous and at the same time feels perfectly satisfied that he is prof profoundly religious. Another is a, is a constant cynic, decrying, low-grading everything in his environment. He believes that he is an honest and noble soul, but he's having great trouble living with his own confusion. Another individual believes in truth, but he will defraud his tax returns without a moment of hesitation. Because these things are open to violation because he does not believe in them. When he does not believe in them, he feels no duty to obey them. All of these situations constitute a problem in life that we all face. We all have the heel of Achilles somewhere. We are none of us above the pressures and problems uh, that bind us to the unfortunate consequences of our own decisions. But we can do something about it. We can gradually weed out the things that cause pain. And anything that causes pain to another is ultimately going to cause pain to us. Therefore, all vengeance and revenge is beyond the way of religion. Supposing we took every case of revenge out of existence, and no individual and anymore uh, was out to avenge some real or imaginary ill, one nation to avenge itself against another nation, and so on down through all the levels of society. If this didn't exist, and we really believed the words of Scripture, where it says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. If we turn these things back to the Lord, and just kind of slur that word a little bit, and say law, if we return these things to the eternal law, which is the will, a manifestation of the eternal power, they will solve themselves. But while we try to play God, we generally do not do as well as we would if we worked a little harder and became human beings. We just do not understand these problems. We can't. But we do know that there is a harmless life that we can live. That this harmless life may result in some sacrifices. It may destroy this tremendous pressure of success. But it will also, in all probability, if it becomes part of a way of life for large groups of people, will end forever poverty and uh, uh, religious conflicts and revolutions. We won't have millions of people dying from the evils of revenge or vengeance or dictatorship if these motions and emotions were gradually subsiding within our own natures. Somewhere in the world, we have to come to what Gandhi so well mentioned, that there is nothing that can bind human beings together but the golden thread of love. The only answer to hate is love. The only answer to fear is faith. And faith involves love. For faith realizes that we are in the midst of a divinely ordained universe, miraculous beyond our wildest imagination, incredible beyond the estimation of any intellect alive today. And that all of this is part of something that could be very beautiful. That it is only our own selfishness and our own mistakes that keeps it from being a very beautiful and lovable place to be. And uh, what happens if one person tries to live this and does not wish to become part of this conflict? Well, there are many things that happen. There may be a greater impulse to do a good job when working that the individual is working not any longer simply for a paycheck and, and stretching the job as long as possible, but maybe like the Essenes of the uh, Dead Sea and Gedi in the Holy Land, 
the Essenes were a community whose principal craft was building. They built houses and homes for the poor. They made very simple little houses, but they made no charge. Their charity was to see that the poor had roofs over their heads. Also, they engaged in no profit business. They accepted no interest rates. They lived very simply. Even their clothes were held in common. And uh, what happened? Something very interesting. The Romans, while they were ruling the country, made these Essenes the uh, guardians of their children. The Romans saw in these Essenes a virtue that he did not possess, but he hoped his children might sometime know. So here was the bitter, ambitious, militant Romans, respecting above all this class of people who owned nothing, had no war, were never convolved in crime, but who lived primarily to serve. The uh, motto of the Prince of Wales, of course, as we know, is I serve. It was also the last words of Kundry in the opera of Parsifal. Service takes the place of ambition. Service comes to be the joy of seeing that we are helping. The joy of bringing light and life to the eyes of sufferers. Life and these things constitute the good way. The way that we either have to cultivate or we will finally destroy ourselves. We must realize that under existing conditions we are going to be faced with further population explosion. Maybe not as rapid as we have had. But this planet is going to gradually reach a con condition of congestion that it will be suicide for anyone to hate anyone. We won't be able to exist in this condition. We must all gain a sense of brotherhood, of friendship, of kindness. And we must work for these ends. Almost everyone who has worked for them has been martyred or ridiculed. And yet in the after-term of things, these martyrs have become the great heroes of the race. We know they were right, but we just do not know how uh, to live as they did in the presence of the temptations that we face. So in the... But, uh, yes, that was Manly Palmer Hall. He's a very, uh, very intelligent man. And he, uh, he shared very, uh, true, um, statements, I feel, in almost all of his videos. But that one in particular today is something I wanted to share. So, and, um, I'm still working on myself. I'll always be working on myself as long as I'm here on this earth. And I hope to be able to live until I'm 100, if I can. So, while I'm here, I need to make sure that I do my best to uh, do a good job to help all the other people around me um, and uphold uh, the laws of God, which are to allow Him to move through us and to uh, let Him fix these problems if we so choose instead of trying to be the ones that control everything like climate um, or our political situation you have to allow other people and what I mean by allowing God to work is to allow other people to find themselves and to uh, seek information and education and find for themselves that they can learn it's not like they're in elementary school or in high school because whenever I was in that situation I didn't want to learn either um, I didn't really get surrounded by topics and stuff that I really enjoyed and so now that I have that freedom 
to study what I want to study, I uh, surround myself with people like him. Um, mainly because there's not a whole lot of people like him in the world, unfortunately. Um, at least that I feel articulates the truth in such a way that it's such uh, a propelling and a moving force within me to do a better job and to be a better person. So I'm doing my best to just act through faith and not fear anything. Um, but it's very hard. It's very hard to do that. You try to act through faith and then you think it's faith that you're acting through, but it ends up being the fear inside that you allow to uh, control you for that moment. So, anyways, I just wanted to go over the art of listening. I was uh, going to share somebody to uh, research, as I will research him myself. Um, like I said, I'm not well read in most areas yet, but I'm trying very hard to be. Um, I'm reading a lot of Carl Jung uh, for my psychology studies, and... Uh, I'm trying to surround myself with those kinds of people so that I can elevate my um, education and my uh, knowledge to the proper manner in the proper state so that I can articulate thoughts out just as easily and with just as much finesse as uh, Manly Palmer Hall does. I would love to be that person for many people and to speak my mind uh, freely um, but in a way that's on the righteous path. So, I want to share a quote that I uh, found in the Kabbalion, which goes over the seven hermetic principles of life. And I think it's something that we should all know, as uh, for whatever reason, most people, I, I don't think, have been introduced to it. And it's something that's very, very... Um, intriguing to learn because once you do know it once you understand the world around you and you look at and you observe just the little things you you begin to see how much these things are true so <clears throat> anyways we'll go over the seven hermetic principles on another day um and i'll try and help anybody understand those um if they so choose to ask. But uh, I wanted to uh, share this quote real quick. It's called, The lips of wisdom are closed, except to the ears of understanding, written by three initiates. So, and what does this mean? The lips of wisdom are closed. So, but only except to the ears of understanding. So you have to be open-minded. You have to allow yourself to be that person who's able to transition into a state of mind or <clears throat> try and confront another state of thinking that you're not used to seeing. And uh, you have to kind of surround yourself with thoughts that you're not necessarily used to. You have to allow yourself to be on that other side. There's so many people who are polarized and uh, stay on one side or the other whenever it comes to politics or whatever it might be. And I'm not necessarily the best at that either. <clears throat> but 
but I'm trying my hardest to make sure that people understand that I am trying to hold everybody accountable, even myself. So there are things I need to learn and lessons I need to learn, and I will teach myself those lessons, however harsh they may be, to myself. Because I need to conquer the self within and make sure that I keep myself on the righteous path and with God's uh, uh, way, with God's way. So, to practice the art of listening, um, to, to, to try and understand the wisdom that is professed in things like Manly Palmer Hall, or what Carl Jung was trying to say, or what Nietzsche was trying to say, or what Jordan Peterson was trying to say. Jordan Peterson's able to articulate his thoughts out very well, and he's able to say the truth in such a way that's... Uh, very, very important for everybody to understand. Um, but he's able to do it, and I want to be able to do that just as easily if I can. Um, but I want to do it for the right reasons. I don't want to do it for money. I don't want to do it for attention. I don't want to do it for fame. I don't want to do it for any of that. I just want to be able to preach a message to people so that they can understand it and hopefully incorporate it into their lives and see the beauty around them, see the beauty in nature, in the things that we make, the beauty in the things that we make. Because there's so many symbols that could uh, begin to speak to you in a way that helps you orient your life and keep you on the right path if you allow it. So... <clears throat> I just wanted to recommend that you don't necessarily need to listen to my podcast or any other uh, person that I recommend, but I, I want people to try and find a podcast, or find a medium in which they feel uh, they're approaching their truth um, or their righteous path and uh, keeps them away from simple pleasures. Um, I think so many people allow simple pleasures and the... Uh, Things that are associated with the seven deadly sins, not necessarily that they're going to absolutely kill you, but that if you allow them to control your life, you end up uh, you end up doing the wrong thing. Instead of doing it out of love, you end up doing the wrong thing if you focus on any of those. So, I would just recommend that people look for something that they could find is true um, and they believe is true, but they need to look within themselves and ask, do I do the same things that I tell other people? Whenever I'm driving right now, am I cursing at somebody because of something that I might have done the other day? Um, am I being angry because of something my wife or my child did, but I was somebody who did that not too long ago. These little battles, these little things that we, we confront every day uh, can become amplified, and they are seen in how we uh, treat the world around us with our country and uh, how everything's going nowadays. And I just, uh, I really hope that people understand that they need to fix the, the storm within and fix that weather with inside themselves in order to um, change the world around them.
once you change yourself, you've already changed the world, and that's what you need to do. You need to fix that conflict within so that other people can understand. And once they understand through example, through your example, they will begin to uh, change the whole world. Because hopefully they can begin to show that to their um, familiars, to their family, to their friends. And hopefully they change and do things for the better instead of allowing chaos to consume their lives. But even though a chaos may um, approach you, I still think that depending on how you treat it is how big the chaos will be. So if you only believe that it's a little hump in the road, you'll just walk right over it <laughs> because that's all it is to you. You're just moving forward with your life. Um, all you can do is move forward. Once you've done something, all you can do is move forward. So understand that all there is is the present moment. You can focus on the future and you can look at the past to try and recorrect what you've done, but all that matters is what you're doing right now. So do your best to act out of love instead of out of fear. So as you begin to listen to these podcasts or whatever medium you choose, um, just try and listen. Just just listen. Do not try and force your own thoughts on the matter. Um, but whenever you are listening, you need to practice thinking out your thoughts and processing what is being said. You need to be able to look at what's being said, listen to what's being said, but not have any thoughts in your mind until after you've reached a stopping point. Um, many people will disagree with this and think that they need to think about what needs to be said before the conversation because um, they want to make a point and they have that point in mind as soon as they finish talking instead of listening to the other person. So that's the problem. You, you, you still want to get your point across, but you're not listening to what the other person is trying to profess to you. And that's, that's a big problem. Um, and you see this same issue being presented in our Senate during the impeachment process. Not that I, need, I think anybody needs to focus on the impeachment. I think that it might be a distraction at the moment uh, because uh, there might be other things that are going on that we don't notice at the moment. However, that is not what we need to focus on. We need to focus on ourselves. We need to fix ourselves. So, anyways, once you uh, process what is being said, you only give your full response after they've given their full response. You need to understand that they're trying to say something to you, and you need to listen to every bit of that. Once you listen to every bit of that, Give yourself a moment. It's okay to have an awkward pause in between conversation. People don't allow that anymore for whatever reason. Uh, if it's a big topic, if it's something that you really need to piece out your thoughts before you say something, then let them know. Let them know that you need to come back to it. And if you're not uh, saying something out of love for that person or saying it to make sure that they're 
walking the right path and that you're walking the right path at the same time, it could definitely end up being something that you don't want to be in. So, anyways, people will usually tell you what they want and what they are thinking just by what they say in their words and how their body language uh, professes. And all you have to do is just be receptive of this. All you have to do is look at the person and really pay attention. If you truly pay attention to a person and how they act, you know exactly what's going on in their mind, usually. But you have to allow yourself enough time um, to assess that before you make a decision. And uh, that's something that I've been dealing with. I haven't allowed myself enough time to assess the problem before I step in. So... I feel like I need to definitely make sure that I act appropriately and act out of love instead of fear because I've allowed that to happen. And now that I have this uh, new intuition um, to act, I need to make sure that I act appropriately. So, but as long as we're receptive of how we look at the world around us and the people around us, we'll be able to understand that uh, people may be afraid. They may have something going on in their life that they aren't so happy with, and maybe we can help them address that issue and uh, help them live a happier life. So we'll move on to the next point here. Um, many may not listen to what you have to say, and that can be okay, um, but that means that you're most likely not articulating your thoughts out or your speech effectively, so, and I feel like that's exactly what I've been um, dealing with. I haven't been uh, articulating my thoughts out appropriately so that people can completely understand what I mean. Um, and it's hard. It's very hard to say exactly what I mean because there's not a whole lot of words that are in my vocabulary that I can use at the moment. Even though I have a lot, even though I understand a lot, it's hard for me to use the words in an appropriate manner and to make sure that I uh, use the proper words in the proper context at the proper time. But you need this is why you need to make sure you think those thoughts out and uh think about what you're about to say before you say it. And once you articulate those thoughts out and you're able to approach the situation effectively and effectively, you begin to act through the will, but the love under will. You need to have love under will. And you have to check that it is influenced by love and not fear. If it's by fear, then you're end up you're gonna end up doing the wrong thing. That's usually always the case. If you end up acting out of fear, you end up doing the wrong thing. So do not act out of fear. People will try to make you act out of fear. <laughs> try and put you in a certain condition so that they don't have to worry about you 
or try to make you do something that is uh, not the best for you at that time. So understand that uh, there are people who are going to try and agitate you. There are people who are going to try and provoke you and to put you in a bad state of mind. And you just can't simply allow that. You have to do your best to understand that what they're doing is out of ignorance or arrogance. And they think that they can control the situation. But you have to show that you are a solid rock of faith. And that faith is something that we have to build on every day. People hope all the time. And it's good to be hopeful, but it is much better to be faithful. If you're faithful, you'll take the leap or the jump, and you'll have faith, you'll have the trust that you're going to make it all right. You can't be fearful. Hope still allows a little bit of fear. So, but people try and associate faith with religion or that or whatever. Faith is just being, having the integrity in yourself in order to act true and act in the proper manner at the proper time and understand that you can make it through that situation and you can take the risk even if it may not seem like it's the best thing to do. Uh, from somebody else's perspective. So, anyways, we'll keep on going on. And like I said, you need to plan your thoughts out and you need to plan your actions out to effectively present your ideas in the proper context or setting and to approach both ideologies, both ideologies, both sides, both the left and the right, both Christian and Muslim, or Christian and Eastern thought, or Christian and alchemical thought, or any other um, opposing ideas that you might think that there is, even though there's a lot of similarities in all of these things. There's so much that we share in common with other people, and that we need to see that. We, we try and think that we're part of a certain group, or a certain society, and that we are completely different from those who are acting out in certain areas. But you begin to see, once you start working out of fear, that you begin to do the same things that other people do out of fear. So, even though somebody might be acting inappropriately, you have to recognize that, you have to see that. But you have to allow the situation to unfold in a way that allows them to walk in the right path and for you to walk into the right path. So, there's only so much you can do, um, but you have to fix the, that kind of problem, that kind of issue within yourself. And once you fix that within yourself, once you fix yourself just like I'm trying to fix myself, make sure that I'm on the righteous path and acting out of love with other people. 
um, you can begin to do the same as well. So, and I'm going to make sure that I do more studies on myth and more studies on all these different religious and philosophical ideas and psychological ideas that surround us because there's so much to learn. There's so much out there that we uh, don't understand. And it's usually once we begin to understand ourselves that we understand the world around us a lot more. And so once you, once you finish the work of understanding yourself, which is very hard to do, it's very hard to do, uh, once you understand yourself, you can understand most people around you. But you need to act. You need to make sure you have an overlaying um, idea or governor, governor, an internal monarchy, an internal monarchy, which is associated with God above. And that's why we have the structure of religion that we do, so that you can create an internal an internal monarchy instead of allowing things outside of yourself to try and take that power. I wanted to get back to that idea of the internal monarchy. Um, it's not so much that you put the needs and pleasures of yourself over others. It's more of a development of the, I guess you could say, conceptualization of the capital S self, which is what Carl Jung uh, tried to unravel in his thoughts on his uh, psychological works and stuff like that, um, where that self is actually your idealistic, righteous path of becoming the hero in your life. So, there's many things that you could do in order to move towards being that hero for other people. But it's a very hard road to navigate because there's usually many decisions to make and there's uh, usually only two options. There could be many options, but usually it comes down to two, and you have to make the right one. Not necessarily the right or the left one, just the correct, true one that professes the most truth to you at that moment. If you look at it from all the different sides and angles in which you have to see it, to understand it from an all-encompassing understanding of that choice. But uh, I wanted to clarify on that, that it's not so much an internal monarchy uh, putting yourself above others. It's putting something, some ideal, some, I some goal that's higher than yourself that you have to live up to in order to always move forward in the right direction. And for me, that is the idea of God or of Yahweh, the righteous path. For me, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way for you. There's many different types of thinking that people can introduce themselves to that can profess this same um, 
same concept, same meaning that I'm trying to manifest for you in your life. So, um, we'll, we can go over that thought a little bit more on another day. I just want to make sure that we hit the points on the whole listening and uh, make sure that we work more on our listening skills, especially whenever we're with other people, whether we're uh, hanging out with uh, some friends and they happen to say something, just know that they say that and they said that and that you heard it and let them know that you heard it. Uh, so that maybe they can open up and express their ideas um, because they should be able to do that around you. They should be able to have a friend that they can look to in order to talk about a lot of these ideas that a lot of people don't share. Um, and so I'm, I'm just trying to build a group of people around me and around everybody else um, so that they're able to have the right people in their life so that they can talk out these issues and begin to move in the correct direction, the true correction, the right way. Uh, and that's what I mean by the right, is to do the true, truthful, correct thing and to always aim at the right target and to try not to sin. That's all that means is to try not to sin whenever you walk the righteous path. And to sin is just to miss that mark, to miss the target. So, try not to sin. Um, anyways, let's uh, get back to the topic. I still have a little bit more notes to go over here. But, uh, just uh, like I said, always try and take more time to surround yourself with like-minded people and people that you aren't like-minded with so that you can uh, can begin to introduce yourself to contradictory ideas or ways of thinking because as soon as you do this once you reach out outside of that uh, that norm that you're used to you can begin to see everybody else's perspective and when you begin to see everybody's perspective you're able to peace out what's good about that perspective, what's good about your perspective, and find the similarity between there that you're able to bridge that gap. There's many, many gaps that we've kind of created between people. And I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's very hard to navigate this road alone because there's not a whole lot of people who think at the same level of this but I, I, I'm trying my hardest to make sure that everybody sees this, that they see exactly how I think, and that I'm trying to do the right thing. So hopefully they will understand that I'm doing this out of love, and I'm doing it out of care for other people, so that they can begin to do the same thing in their lives and change other people's lives. So, like I said... Just uh, surround yourself with these contradictory ideas because they will lead you to that shadow self, that person that you don't want to see, but you need to see in order to understand yourself and to understand everybody else around you. And this will begin the individuation process of which Carl Jung spoke about. And uh, you'll begin to understand the world around you and be able to 
hopefully navigate the field a little bit better than I have and understand what you need to do and uh, move in the true righteous path so that we can all change the world for the better. So, but be open-minded. You have to be open-minded. There's times where you you can be closed-minded or narrow-sided, but just know that if you are, you're not allowing the proper amount of change at that time. Uh, there's many times where I kept myself closed-minded uh, whenever I was around somebody else, whenever they were trying to say something to me because of how stubborn I've been in certain situations. And it's very hard to try and uh, always be open-minded. I understand that. But you have to do your best to do that so that you can move in the in the right direction. And once you're open-minded enough, you'll be receptive of how everything else is around you. And it's a blessing to have that. So, once you've done that, you've opened your mind, uh, just see the similarities within these uh, different cultures, different thought, thought presses, processes, different cultures, and different thought processes, because that's pretty much most of what the issue is. People aren't able to look at what other people, the way that they're thinking, and see exactly what they're trying to do. They just think out of fear that they're going to end up doing the wrong thing instead of doing doing it out of love. And so uh, when it comes to this debate between the left and the right, I understand that both sides need to be there, just like I understand that there's technically good and evil in the world. Not necessarily. I think it's good against ignorance, but that's just my perspective. Um you will begin to see exactly how you need to start operating in order to understand and move in the right direction. Uh, not necessarily on the right politically or on the left politically, but what is true and good for you, good for your family, good for your community, good for your state, and good for the nation once you've figured out the true path for you. And that's what we all need to do. We need to fix this war, this, uh, this underlying conflict within ourselves if we're ever going to be able to fix the issues that are going on in our government, in our economic issues outside of the country at the moment, with... Uh, any of these problems that are amplified on a higher scale. Everybody wants to focus on those things. But it's how do you feel that you're going to be able to do the right thing outside of yourself if you can't even keep yourself from getting too angry at uh, somebody who just cut you off whenever you're driving on the road. And you know that you shouldn't act out of anger, but you do. So you need to start looking at that. You need to see exactly how you act in certain situations. And you'll begin to develop this overlaying, this over uh, mind thought process that begins to assess exactly how you're acting 
And you could call that God, you could call that something, you could call that whatever you want to call it. But it's something that keeps you conscious, something that keeps you um, from doing the wrong thing, usually. And that's what it needs to be. It needs to keep you from doing the wrong thing so that you can do the right thing, the correct, the true, the truthful thing in your life. So, anyways, uh, thank you for listening, if you did, and uh, coming into this uh, little podcast that I'm trying to start. And uh, I'll go over some different issues in my life if uh, people would like to. Uh, envelop those things with me. Um, I just, uh, I, I think I found the right path for me, and I'm going to try my best to um, incorporate this and talk about the issues that I've had in my life in a way that's able to go over those problems and profess how I was able to find the solution for it given whatever circumstance it's been. There's been many things in my life that have been very detrimental to me. But uh, that was only because of how I looked at it. That was only because of how I looked at that situation. There's so much in it that has made me strong. And every failure that I've ever made has made me into the person I am today. And you have to see that too. Every single failure that you may have made has made you into a better or worse person. But it's only dependent on your perspective. You need to understand that whatever it was, was supposed to make you into a better person. doesn't matter what, the, what, what it might have been, whether it was a blessing or a curse, it was meant to make you a better person. You were supposed to learn the lesson from what was taught in whatever action that you made and the consequence that came from it. So, cause and effect, one of the seven hermetic principles, cause and effect. There's a reason why people are acting the way that they are, because of something that caused it in the past, and now we're feeling the effect now. We're feeling the effect now because of somebody's decision in the, pro- in the past. And that could have been yours, it could have been somebody else's, but you need to recognize that and you need to see that. So, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, that guy that I wanted to uh, recommend for people to go ahead and look into is a, uh, a Swami Ramacharaka. I'll say that again, Swami Ramacharaka. And he sounds like some kind of Eastern... Uh, maybe Indian thought, uh, some some special yogi who uh, profess some different uh, different ideas that will expose you to something that you probably aren't used to. I I think most of the people that I'm going to be reaching are people of Western thought, and this is somebody you could reach reach for that would be outside of that whatever thought process that you you may be using. And I think it would be good to uh, introduce yourself to that kind of person um, and try and find the similarities in their life and what they say that you could use and incorporate into your own life. But you could do the same with people like Manly Palmer Hall, Nietzsche, or uh, Carl Jung, 
or Jordan Peterson. You might have opposing views with Jordan Peterson, and I guarantee he could probably share uh, some great truths with you as well, just like he has with me and many other people, and he's changed a lot of lives for the better. And whatever decisions I've made, I've felt the consequences of it, whether they be good or bad. And in all honesty, every single one of those consequences has some good in it. Has some good in it. And will always have good in it. Because that's what you have to focus on. You have to focus on the good and the love from the decisions you made. So... Anyways, thank you for uh, sharing this time with me, and I hope to see you again soon.